This episode of the Go Heads podcast is brought to you by SOS Culture. All products, including graphic tees, hoodies, and flags, are now 20% off. Click the link at the top of the description or head over to SOSCultureCo.com. That's SOSCultureCo.com. Follow their socials at SOSCultureCo to stay up to date with their latest drops and designs. Use promo code GHP at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's code GHP. Now to the Go Heads podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 21 of the Goat Heads podcast. If our podcast was a person, he could uh, legal, he or she could legally drink now. And um, <laughs> speaking of that, our co-host, Tony, is turning 21 as this releases. So happy birthday. Thanks, man. Yeah, big, big birthday. How do you feel? I can just get blackout drunk, I guess. That's the thing to do when you turn 21. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Legally. <laughs> But appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, 21 can officially buy cigarettes and alcohol. So this is a big turning point for me. I'm very excited for what's to come. You can get a hotel room too. So nice. no, you can't. I don't think you can. 25. I don't know. Yeah. So nothing really will change that much. Um, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about on the show. Um, some things have happened. Of recent, the goat head is no longer undefeated, and I don't want to jump right into that, but it's tough when your namesake loses. We were <laughs> anticipating never have this talk, but we are, and I'd say we just jump right into it. I just said we weren't going to, but I think we should. Yeah, that that uh, Flyers game was pretty rough. I mean, we haven't recorded since after the Boston game, so. Since then, I believe we're two and three, but um, yeah, that Flyers game. I don't think I've been that frustrated watching a Sabres game since Vladimir Saboka was the center to Jeff Skinner. So that it was tough. It was a very hard watch. Uh, obviously, getting shut out by a, a bottom feeder when you're the highest scoring team in the league, wearing those jerseys where you score six goals a game and win every time. It's frustrating. Uh, that was a tough loss. Um, I think it was a good wake up call. Like, yeah. hey, we're, we're still – we're not there yet. But um, They didn't yeah. wake up enough because they had a back-to-back the following night against Seattle, which is the most recent game. Um, 4-3 loss. Um, it, that was one that – you don't want to dump it on Comrie, but uh, there, were, there was maybe one or two that could have, you know, you think you should have. But uh, also having three goals isn't enough – against the Kraken team, who is the highest-scoring team on the road, which I did not know until uh, Marty said it on the broadcast. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the Sabres played well yesterday. They definitely bounced back from the Flyers, but just not enough. They couldn't really find the back of the net. They had their chances, but, uh, you know, can't win them all. Yeah, I was at the game, and it was really cool to see Matty Beneers play. He is a great player. I love, like, watching it. It was it was an honor to watch him play because young talent like that coming through your arena, he lives all the way across the country. So seeing him live was a real treat. And um, yeah, it was, it was a good game. Um, Seattle's so tough on defense. They were stapling us to the boards. Like 
it seemed like every time we had the puck and yeah, the clock just ran out. We had a goal with 20 seconds left, but obviously that doesn't leave enough time to really set up and we didn't and we've dropped our last two games and I, I don't like saying it's unacceptable, but I when mean, is the last time we were in the wild card race, like ever, like it's been a while years ago. So losing these two games, especially we, uh, a lot of, there was a lot of talk after beating the wild that were four, six points or four points back with three games in hand. And we just burned two of those games. And now we sit even uh, farther down the list in the wild card. We're not out of it, but we'd like to see one, if not both of those games at home against the Flyers, against Seattle. Still haven't beaten Seattle, by the way. We haven't talked about that. We have not beaten the Seattle Kraken. We're once. the only team in the NHL to not do so yet. So, yeah. The only uh, team. They have our number. I don't know why, but they do. And it's tough. But I don't think we should ignore the fact of the Capitals and Wild game that we didn't cover yet. Um, That Wild game was – Awesome. That, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't get to like sit in front of the TV. I was watching it on my phone in the car, but uh, I knew when it was 5-4, I even tweeted out on the account, uh, we'll be winning 6-5 in overtime, and that's what we did. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty confident just because of the jerseys we were wearing, even though we've broken that now. But uh, been, yeah. Um, yeah, that game was a lot of fun to watch. I was at a bowling alley <laughs> um, watching it, and – uh, Darlene tied it up, mm-hmm. and I fist bumped pretty hard in, in the bowling alley, standing alone in front of a TV. So it, it was a very exciting game, and uh, we'll talk about Darlene a little bit because I, I don't mean to call you out, but I but I'm gonna I know <laughs> last year last year at this time, and it's not just you, so I'm not calling out you, but you're the only person I'm talking to right now. Below <laughs> on on. Uh, our little Swedish defenseman around this time last year. And I think a lot of people were. I think it was much earlier in the season. It was before the Eichel trade. I think that kind of turned things around for him and the team. But, I, yeah. yeah I, I, bad start last season, I, I would say. Oh, breaking news. Sorry. Casey Fitzgerald claimed by the Florida Panthers, who we are facing really? on Monday, January 16th. So, he's gone. Casey Fitzgerald revenge game is it's in the script right now. Like they're literally scripting it out. That's crazy. I am not upset with that claim. Um, Casey, I mean, probably a great guy, not the best defenseman that we should be putting out there with guys like Cal Clegg. He put on the Sabres jersey and we're a bunch of fanboys who put on the merch. So thank you for playing for the Sabres and we wish you luck in Florida with our good friend Sam Reinhart. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But back to Darlene. Um, if it wasn't for Eric Carlson having a ridiculous season, mm-hmm. Morrissey on Winnipeg really finding his game, Darlene's the standout Norris winner right now, I, I believe. I mean, I just said if two of the best defensemen were gone, he's in the race. Darlene is in the Norris race mm-hmm. as we speak. And having a five point game against the Wild, that helps. Oof. And last night, did he have a goal and assist? I know he had a goal. Go, just yeah. a goal, but it was it was a nice. Well, he had two points last night. So tying his uh, previous 
goal record in half the time. So I think you, I, I don't mean to put it back on you, but I think you owe Rasmus Dahlin an apology. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. A lot of, I am not alone, but I, I do apologize, Rasmus. Um, I mean, this is what you're playing now as we expected you to play, but I don't know why I gave you that high of standards when you were 20, 21 years old with uh, not great supporting cast. But, In a uh, pandemic. Yeah. So with the worst coach I think we've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, the worst season, the worst hockey I think I've ever, like anyone in the league has ever seen played was the Buffalo Sabres of COVID. Like, yeah. Thank God COVID's over now. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm glad I was wrong. I, I'll admit when I'm wrong. Uh, I wasn't saying like get rid of them now. It's just like if you can get a high value trade, I wasn't against it. Like, there were guys that, you know, who could use a change of scenery at the time where I was like, hey, maybe you can, you know, do a little swap. But looking back, that's just plain stupid. You don't give up on a first overall guy like that. And speaking of giving up on first overall guys, Alexi Lafreniere has been in the news recently, uh, scratched by the Rangers the other night. Um, some rumors came floating around. Like, if, if there's a team to trade for him, I think it's the Buffalo Sabres. But I don't think he's really out there. To be traded, I think it's just kind of like a kick in the ass, like wake up, sit in the press box at night. But hey, if the team could do it, it's the Sabres. And if there's a coach who could fix them, it's Don Granado. And I mean, but why? Why are we taking on more fucking <laughs> oh, PG thirteen? Why are we taking on more young pieces? We've we've talked about it in the past. We're too young. I don't. I mean, it's a fun fantasy, but I don't. I, think, I think putting them in a spot of like a Casey Middlestat get with a first round pick and maybe a second and something else and maybe something else. But like, it's, it's a clear upgrade. Um, you're taking I mean, a high chance. I mean, this team's young, but he, I feel like he kind of fits in that mold where it's like the upside is too great to pass on and to acquire him, you need to give up futures, which we don't need. So it's like at the same time, it balances each other out in my mind. If you get what I'm saying, I get, I get what you're saying. You're, if we move a few young pieces and yeah, but I don't feel like taking on another high ceiling guy, like a guy you who can be good. I want guys who are obviously these are just wants and I have no power over this and whatever happens happens, but I'd like to see uh well established. Yeah. Okay. A veteran president. I you got it. Yeah, you got it. I could that too, but I think I think you could do both. I think you could get a Lafreniere if you want. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I believe he'll be a Ranger for years to come. But All right, we're very off topic right now very, because very. we were talking about Darlene, uh, <laughs> Darlene's Norris caliber season, and now we're talking about trades yeah. with the Rangers. That so I'll I'll reel us back in because the point of talking about Darlene was to lead us into. Tage Thompson being an all-star this year. He was selected. I mean, obviously. I feel like this is the first year in a while where it's like, yeah, he's an all-star. The one I can think of is Skinner. When everyone was voting Skinner when he was having his 40-goal year. But yeah, Tage Thompson is still lighting the league on fire. And he's in the MVP race. Uh, Trailing behind a 
a guy that's almost impossible to catch. But uh, if he can, you know, props to him. But uh, I, I think the MVP – I think there should be two MVP awards. There should be the Connor McDavid award, and then there should be the other guy award. And, they got to just hand yeah. Connor McDavid something every year. I like – yeah. It's And it's going to be Bedard soon. I mean, who knows? But, like, what he's doing right now, we can link that to World Juniors. But before we do that, Donald The only difference between Bedard and McDavid is McDavid has played in the NHL. We don't know where Bedard's going to be. More of Bedard, yeah. However, he's on to do well. <laughs> he's on. Yeah, we uh... – All right, what were you going to say? Uh yeah, so Darlene for uh the All Star game should one hundred percent be there. I hate. We should talk about the format because I don't like the format at all. I don't. Like, I don't think they did. I think they handled it wrong. Every there was one. It should be East first West, and they should do it like the NBA, where you get like a captain for each side of someone they draft. So it'd be like the Tage Thompson All Stars versus the Connor McDavid All Stars, and they draft, but. That would, I I hate the NHL All Star format. I really do. And going to three on three where no one's trying, it's just it's just a shit show. I like the three on three. I think the three on three is fine because that's where you're going to get the more most goals, and that's what people want to see. But yeah, I think everyone picking a guy like you're missing out on. Um, you're you're missing out on guys like Rasmus Dahlin, who's having the season of his of his life, his young career right now. And he's not even, you have to vote. I voted Craig Anderson. I'll be honest. <laughs> I didn't want to vote for another uh, goal. Cause you, in the voting, you have to vote for a uh, two skaters and a goalie mm-hmm. for each division. Yeah. Why do you need a backup goalie in the all-star game? I don't know, man. And goaltending's kind of crazy this year. So, I like how uh, Linus Olmark is representing the Bruins. So that's, that's that's where we're at right now as a podcast. <laughs> if you're a Sabres fan, that one hurts a little bit, but you're happy for him. Um, but yeah, uh, there. I remember. I don't remember what year it was. But I remember Scott Hartnell being there, and it was just a great All Star game to watch. And it was like for something. Like the winner would get like money towards a charity, and like the MVP would get a car. And it was like it's like the players tried a little bit, and it's like I remember was it Scott Hartnell who had like a a thing like every time he got tripped or tripped somebody he would donate an additional I don't know, but it was a lot of fun, and that's the last time I remember being the All Star Game fun other than John Scott, but uh, yeah, the last time the All Star Game was fun is when there was a huge meme because we just sent John Scott to the All Star Game, and having open player voting leaves that an option again, and uh. Our our friend Saber Metrics, I believe, posted um Casey. that we need to all <laughs> unite and vote someone funny. And one of the replies was the other Sebastian Aho, and I I thought that was pretty good. But um, yeah, Linen is someone that he <laughs> he wants everyone to Risto Linen, Risto Middlestead, and I guess the other Aho works too. Yeah, I think those are the big three that should be in there, but uh. Ristolainen almost had a goal against the Sabres. Yeah, he did in his last ret- his first return back to Buffalo. I remember he scored on us. That was that was pretty hilarious. But uh, yeah, um, he, shutting out the Sabres for nothing after being called the worst and being one of the worst players of all time. So yeah, that that was a a tough few years having him on the blue line and 
really shouldering most of the minutes, and it was it, it was a huge addition by subtraction. If I've ever seen it. His plus minus was like triple digits negative. Like it was <laughs> bad, like abominable. But um, I was watching World Juniors Golden Goal from every year. And if you know where I'm getting at, Rasmus Ristolainen had scored the golden goal for Finland yes. in the World Juniors. Terry Pagula saw that, and he's like, get that man in blue and gold. Or and it was a gold right now. Blue goal. Yeah. And if you remember, if you didn't try to block out the last six years of Buffalo Sabres hockey, which a lot of people have, they've tried to forget about it and just I pretend know. it never happened. Rasmus Ristolainen, when he scored, it was must must watch hockey. Like <laughs> it was great. Every time he scored, it was like some highlight real goal from the blue line. That overtime goal against Edmonton, where he hit the post and in Rick Jenner said like the shot heard around the world. That's one that sticks to me. Or the we went through the legs against Eric Carlson in San Jose, I think. Or Game win streak. Everyone in Buffalo was yeah. watching that game. We're meeting you working at that place that we will not disclose and watching it. <laughs> I think I think that's where we were because I know that's where I was. I don't. Know I was not there at the time. I don't think I had a job yet. Oh, okay. Well, um, but, you know, uh, yeah, I I don't know what that place is, and honestly, <laughs> I have no recollection of what you could be referring to. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, why are we talking about Rasmus Ristolainen? All stars. We're on. Talk oh, about yeah. We're voting him in the All Star game. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think about what, what we should talk about next because there's a lot of things we could talk about for the Sabers. We could talk about goaltending. Um, but something we haven't mentioned is the kids line. Two thirds of the kids line is in detention right now. Yeah, and deservingly so. I think they even. You, they're rookies, and you kind of expect this. I think I mentioned in the last episode that it wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe sit them for a game or two. Or There was a press conference with Don Granado before the game, and he said he's not planning on sending them to Rochester. So don't worry about that, um, which is good. And it was nice to see Hinnestroza and Aspen get some time. They, they were good with Cousins. I, I'll, I'll say that. They are doing right now. But uh, – <clears throat> You know, they haven't played the, where they can be. I mean, Jack Quinn, he won zero goals in his past 13 games. After what he did in Rochester last year, you know he's capable of much more. And then Paterka had the most points on the team last year, given he played many more games than Paterka or uh, Quinn. But uh, their expectations are higher, and they should – and they're it's understood that they're rookies, but – they should be playing better, and this is common within rookies and young players to have these, like, tough uh, laps in their game. So, right. for a game or two, not at all. I support it. I think it's time. And, uh, it makes sense. We were losing. It's not like they didn't sit in when we were winning. We lost 4 nothing to the Flyers. Like, mm-hmm. let, your, let your young guys take a step away. Like, they don't have to shoulder the up – like, all the heavy downs of the season. And if you've got guys like Asplund and Henestrosa, you can plug in who are reliable defensive players who can make plays. I think they played good um, bookending Dylan Cousins. And I, I don't have any complaints with sitting them. I know they'll be back. Will it be next game? Who knows? Because we lost against Seattle. And 
Who knows? Who knows if, when they'll be back? But um, we know for a fact they will be back. Yeah, you're uh, not going to sit that young talent. I'm surprised he didn't switch up the lines in like the bottom nine. Um, just he just threw Aspen and he throws on Cousins line, which I mean it, it was fine. But I think you could have played around with some pieces there, changed it up a little bit. You know, like the third and fourth line being the exact same. I, I really think the fourth line works. I have no complaints with um, Krebs, Gergensen, Oposo. I really, I think, I think they're a great fourth line. I honestly do. Yeah, I think uh, they can switch out Krebs for Middlestat, or even if they want Olafson. But uh, I think Middlestat would work in there too. I think his game matches there as well, and I think Krebs should get an opportunity in the top nine just a little bit. But uh. You know, his. I mean, we saw the Krebs to Olafson connection in Minnesota. Yeah, Olafson had a two goal game that night. Yeah. So, um, but however, Olafson has played pretty poor hockey the past two games. I would say his lines getting chances, and I think that uh, has a lot to do with Yost. Jost. Mm-hmm. What a pickup, by the way. The... Who, who's playing great? And at one point in the game last night, um. It was after a power play, so the lines were a bit mixed up. It was uh, Yost and uh, Hinnestros on the ice at the same time. And it reminded me of that uh, that Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme. <laughs> the same guy. But yeah, I, the same, but... The, that tenac- the, ten- the tenacity to forecheck. And they, they play similar styles, I guess. I, I 100% prefer Yost over Hinnestros, and obviously... Bernardo feels the same because Yost has been in the lineup since he's been claimed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're um, at a point in the season where young talent is being swapped out for a little bit more stability and it has to happen. I mean, you can't lose to the flyers for nothing and not do anything about it. Um, Such a bad game. I don't want to harp on the negatives because we are still above 500 and in the playoff race, but you getting shut out by the Flyers, I think, is the worst part. Yeah. Uh, a little quick uh, update on this, in the standings. The Sabres are two spots out of a wild card right now behind the Islanders and the Penguins. The Penguins with – Washington games played, so only one game in hand, and they have where's the points? Forty-eight points on the Sabers, forty-two. So they got six points more with one more game played, and then the Islanders. I think we could pass with three more games played than us and forty-seven points, so five more points. So I think the Islanders we can catch in the long run. We have a game against them the nineteenth, Ryan Miller night. I will be there. Um, that'll be a big game, important for the standings, but uh. At this point, it kind of feels like every game is kind of big because of how tight this race is. And I mean, you got Florida behind you uh, with uh, they got three more games played, but they've how many points they got? They got forty two points as well as the Sabers with uh, three more games played. But they're they're who are in striking distance of us too. It's not like mm-hmm. we're in the middle of it. you can't if you keep losing these games, you're, we're going to slide like. Everyone yeah. is so tight right now, and every every game matters. Forty-one points, so it's with the same amount of games. They got one more less point than us, so it's tight. And then uh, Ottawa's at thirty-nine points, so they're not too far out of it either. So 
Yeah. Those last two games, even though losses are going to happen, I think with the heater they were on, they should have kept trying to capitalize. Um, luckily, the Islanders are on a three-game losing streak right now. Sabres are at two, but um, that helps. Well, I mean, you want to take advantage when the teams who are ahead of you are on losing streaks, and we didn't. And it, it's so hard to be – super critical of this because we haven't been in the wild card race in the middle of January in, in years. So, and neither have these players, like no one on this team has um, been in a battle like this for playoffs. Like where playoffs are a real possibility. So it's new tests for them and it's, and it's new hockey to watch for us. Like interesting when every game you want to, you want to watch every second of it because playoffs are a possibility. Like it's, it's, it's funky to think about. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not possible, but with the current team, I don't think it's too likely we get in with the teams ahead of us and even behind us. A move is due for this team. I think they've earned it. I think they've proven they have the pieces and they have some outliers that can be, moved or just not part of this future. And it's just a matter of time when Kevin Adams uh, does something, but um, it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen. I think he's going to let this ride out, maybe something here or there at the trade deadline. But as far as that, I think we're just going to ride it out till then, see where, where we are. So I think about a month and a half, two months. Till March, yeah, March is the deadline. And I think um, – I think we should wrap up talking about the Sabres. I mean, we are a Sabres podcast, but there's uh, another 31 teams out there that we don't really get to discuss. And there's also a football team. There's also a football team we're going to we're gonna talk about. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the Bills now. We were going to mention at the beginning of the show. Um, obviously, we haven't recorded, and uh, the DeMar Hamlin incident happened. And I think it was a good opportunity for everyone to really appreciate like sports and what it means and what these players go through. And obviously he is doing great in his recovery and is making a, a, what seems like a full recovery. He's back in Buffalo. So we're not going to harp on it too long. And I don't know if you have anything to say about it, but um, everything that has been said has been said. Everything that, Mm-hmm. We're gonna say we're not gonna harp on it too long. Happy to see him up and yeah. And the the moment it happened, uh, you obviously just like look at everything a little bit different. Um, even Deion Dawkins said he's like, I'm gonna take this to be a better father, a better friend, a better teammate. Like it puts a lot of things in perspective for you that you don't really think of. Like we watch hockey or football all the time, and we just like go do this. We have these expectations, but we don't realize that they're people too. And uh, seeing that happen is terrible. I believe he's 24 years old, second year pro. And let the team ever even play again. Um, at, at first it didn't look, look like he ever would, but I mean, with the recovery, who knows? I'm not saying he making assumptions here, but uh, it's just, it's great to see that he's better. Um, I believe he was released from the hospital today in Buffalo. So he's, back home um yeah i mean i don't really want to like 
sulk on it, go on it too much because I, yeah, like you said, everything that should be said has been said. It's been on every news outlet, podcast, every person has talked about it in sports for the past week or so. So I'm just glad he's doing better. And um, yeah, it's made a great impact. And, and that's that, uh, that game, the Naeem Hines with the kick return right off the, right off the bat. And then to do it again too. And they haven't had a kick return in three years and three months. It's just like the numerical signs are just cool. They pop up everywhere, but um, yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I got to say it's weird. I, sometimes when things like that happen, sometimes it's like you're fishing for the mm-hmm. like numbers to, but like it all happened pretty naturally and, I don't want to say it's a cool thing, but like, it, it it was a beautiful. I think it was a beautiful moment in sports. I think a lot of times the sports world is is very toxic, and fans are toxic, and the the social media platforms are toxic, and it's it's a lot of hate because a lot of people hate other teams and hate other players and wish ill will to franchises. But to really put things into perspective and come away from it and be like, these are human beings who entertain us. Like they get paid this money because things like that, unfortunately can happen. Like uh, they, they're putting their bodies on the line every week for our enjoyment. And I think um, this incident was a good way to really appreciate all they do and not take it for granted. And the whole sports world really reunited on that front. And um that's all we'll say about uh, Demar Hamlin for the Bills and the incident. Obviously, if any updates happen in the following weeks, we'll uh, mention it, and he'll be in our thoughts uh, uh, always. But um, it's some um, playoffs. Quick note: he his charity, I think, is around eight million now, which is yeah, like what twenty five hundred or something like that. So something positive came from it, which is great. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Don't want to stay on it too long, but yeah, there's, there's been some positives that came from it, which is great. Um, yeah, we'll move on. We talk about playoffs all the time with Sabres and it's usually like a pipe dream. Hope like it is what it is right now. We're talking about if they make the playoffs, can they make the playoffs? Should they, will they, the bills are in the playoffs. Uh, the, the past couple of years, every year decisively. So we'll talk about that. The Bills play the Miami Dolphins for the third time this year at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Skylar Thompson will be playing the Dolphins' third string. Uh, they're having Teddy Bridgewater uh, be the backup. They're not – They're ha- t- uh, sorry. They're telling them to still be prepared to play, like in case anything happens, but I don't think they're relying on him because he is a little beat up. And then Tua obviously is inactive, so – it's a it's it should be a free win. Like <laughs> nothing is nothing is guaranteed. You I was just to gonna walk, say, like you um, can't walk in being like, oh, okay, this is gonna be easy. You need to play your hearts out, regardless. It's the playoffs. You lose, you're out, and the dream's over. So I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you wrapped it with that because I hate seeing all this stuff. And it's like Bills by a billion. Oh, two is not playing. Bills by like it's just so cocky and arrogant. I feel like, and it's like. It's lose, losing you're out. There's no like, there's no second playoff game if you lose. You're done. We yeah. wait till next year. And if we're just going to write this off as a win because a third string quarterback is playing, the guy's still a, 
uh, a super freak athlete if he's a quarterback in the National Football League. So let's not just write off this guy we don't know a lot about because he's not Tua. Yeah. I, I do think um, that Josh Allen is better than Skylar Thompson. I will <laughs> say that on the record. But I don't think it's it's a playoff game. So Miami knows it. Yeah. Miami knows what they're playing for too. Yeah, uh, Tyree Kill and uh, Jalen Waddle both dealt with some stuff last game. Um, Jalen Waddle got hurt on the last play of the game, <clears throat> which uh, basically won Miami the game, put them in field goal range. But he obviously didn't return. It was the last play of the game. But um, Tyree Kill came back in. But uh, you know, it, it, it not praying anyone to be hurt, but like those are their stars right there. Right. So, like if they're not playing to their full potential, I think. Uh, you gotta kind of capitalize off that. You gotta you gotta make it something happen there. Thank you for clarifying that you weren't praying for anyone to get hurt. Yeah. I think our I think our listeners will appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Um, yeah, but injuries are real, and when star players are out, it it's a it plays a role in the game. And for the Bills, we've kind of been seeing the opposite of that um, of lately. Jamison Crowder has returned to practice, as has uh, Micah Hyde who's wearing a non-contact jersey, so I don't know if we're expecting him to play Monday. Um, it, I just got a notification about how uh, he, like, won't play until his doctor gives him, like, the go. But uh, I think maybe not second round, but maybe the third round, like the, the Chiefs game, if that happens. Which we're not in the third round yet, and neither are the Chiefs. So. Yeah. Um, but – Hopefully, I I really hope Micah High gets a game in these playoffs in the Super Bowl because uh, he's been here he's been here for a while now and he's a captain he's a leader so he deserves it and I'm glad he's able to play again he had a spinal injury that's not something to mess around with so and it was uh it was um something he dealt with earlier too like in his career so I think it was like up in the air if he'd play again, right? If I if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. There was people's, like, obviously people talk, and there's, like, uh, who knows if he'll ever play again, and he'll maybe if he'll never be the same again. But uh, obviously we haven't seen him play yet, but uh, wishing all the best for Micah Hyde, obviously. And I'm glad he's even practicing now. Like, with a injury like that, who, who knows what could happen. So the fact that he's practicing is nothing but good signs. Yeah, I um, I think the Bills have had pretty poor injury luck this year, losing Von Miller, Allen hurting his elbow. Who hasn't missed a game for it? Right, but <laughs> Allen's played every game, but it's it's shown in his game a little bit here and there. But I I think the rumor is he's going to have surgery after this season, which he should. Which he yeah, should definitely. Even playing right now is risking your future. I don't think anything's keeping Josh Allen off the field. If he can, if he, if doctors are telling him he can play on it, I think he will. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's exciting. Like, uh, obviously, the regular season's a ton of fun to watch. And football, football is so um, uniquely American. Like, it's just like an Amer like it, Canadians have the CFL, but come on. <laughs> So it, it's fun to watch a, a good football team in in your city. Obviously, that goes without saying. But playoffs are are just another they're another level, and I think we're 
at the time of this being released, we're three days away from it. So uh, exciting times to be a Bills fan, exciting times to be a Buffalo sports fan. Yeah. Oh, let's let's ride. Like, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Don't jinx us with the Russell Wilson. Let's ride. But uh, that's a jinx. I don't know. He's he's terrible <laughs> this year, but um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm not nervous for Miami, but you got to keep in the back of your mind they're all athletes and they're all gonna play their heart out like it's the last game of the season. So anything could happen, but I will I will be there tailgating, having a time legally. I, I might be too with yeah. um Julia's dad. Nice. Which for my view is is my girlfriend. But like, <laughs> <Taken>, guys, <laughs> pause off. Get out of my get out of my email, guys. I appreciate it. No, but uh, yeah, I don't. I've I've never. I can say I've never really tailgated. So yeah, I can say that confidently. I've been to them, but I, I don't know if I've done the whole experience. Yeah. And a playoff game should be fun. So maybe I'll see you in the in the in the grass lot. Yeah, or something like that. Everything I'll be doing will be legal <laughs> because I will be of age, and having my first first experience. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing anything illegal. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, um, everything. Most of what I'll be doing will be legal, and the illegal <laughs> stuff won't be that bad. We'll we'll lay off the butt chugs. I know that's popular at the Bill Cal Gates, but. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I think I think Don Granado got in trouble for butt chugging. That's <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. That's why they hired um Ralph Kruger. They yeah. were gonna go Granado from the jump, but there was a video. <laughs> yeah, let's just that's so gross. Scary. I'm sorry, that's gross. Yeah. Uh, what do you have to be in to think that's like a Hey, there's some people out there that just enjoy a good butt chug, so you can't if it makes them happy, it makes them happy. You know, I don't want to talk too. I don't want to harp too much on the whole butt chug. But if you're gonna do something like that, I, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all I'll say. But gross. That's gross. Sweat your. Oh, that's gross. Some stuff comes out of there that you don't want to eat, drink. And so. it's just like I don't know. <laughs> just drink it out of a out of the can. I think <laughs> it's the same effect. I love the direction we've gone with. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we it was it was a pretty good segue into the Bills tailgating, yeah. butt chugging. It's the natural progression of talking about the Bills. It would it would happen no matter what. Yeah, goes hand in hand. Obviously, we don't know really um, what we're talking about as we <laughs> do uh, hockey, and I'd say even then I could say we don't know what we're talking about, but um. I, I heard a we'll, – we'll, we'll open it and go back to football for a minute. Um, Gabe Davis. Yeah. Is he that good? A lot of people <laughs> – I've people, heard one. Who am I to say he's not? But I was a big Gabe Davis supporter when when he drafted him. I really liked him. Um, obviously, that Chiefs game last year, four touchdowns. That's a ridiculous amount of touchdowns, but – um. He drops the ball a lot <laughs> for for a receiver. You don't really want to do that. Um, I like the guy, but I don't. I don't think he should be a number two receiver. So hopefully that gets addressed in the off season. 
I don't really think we have a standout number two. I think we'll draft one. I, I don't draft. Yeah, it's a pretty good draft this year for receivers. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be – I I want to see, see Khalil Shakir get the ball more. Yeah, he, I think he'll uh, he'll get his chance. I think he'll be – I have a weird feeling he'll get the slot spot for uh, – he'll take over McKenzie, and uh, I'm, I'd assume Beasley won't be back next year, even though Beasley's had like one catch since he's returned. John Brown, forgot about that. What a, what a catch, what a play. That was awesome. I, I miss Smoke Brown. I feel like we're back in 2019. I, I thought of you when I saw that he scored. Yeah. Because of um, you, uh, you had a, a bet that he would score his first game back. He didn't, which I thought was bold. But I, I like John Brown, and I was happy to see him score a classic John Brown touchdown. And we're getting the band back together. We brought back John Brown and Cole Beasley, and Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips are yeah. back. It was yeah, they're they're getting all the guys who've been here and dealt from like the beginning of like the new era, I guess you say, and. I'm ready for Charles Clay return. Yeah. What I forget about is that we had O.J. Howard. Like, he was just a tight end. Yeah, yeah, we did. And he got I caught. thought he was going to be a a piece. Yeah, he went to the Texans. I, I remember him doing – at least getting a touchdown or something, but I don't know how he's done all year. He was great on Tampa when Tampa was good. Yeah. I mean, Tampa's in the playoffs. We – um. Not really so, but yeah. Tom, you know what I'm upset about? Huh? Aaron Rodgers didn't make the playoffs. I I don't care. I love the Lions. I love the Detroit Lions, and they won. So I I, I, I like Jamal Williams. I think yeah, he's a great guy. He's he's a he's a character. I would love to see him on the Bills, but that's mm-hmm. just there's. I don't think there's room for him in that running back room, but uh. If they ever need him, I'd be all and for it. On from motor, if they're going motor to Williams, and I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, Jamal Williams played on Green Bay for a few years before coming to Detroit. Yeah, he mentioned. Did you see his post game interview? With, I uh, did. He like thanked Rogers and them, and he his grandfather, great grandfather, grandfather. Yeah, yeah, it was emotional. Great guy. Um, love the Lions. You can't, you can't hate the. It feels close to home. I'm not saying I hate the Lions. I'm just saying I would like to – I think – I don't know. It was just a hope. people really dislike Aaron Rodgers, so some are probably happy. But uh, Yeah, because they label him as some, like, Nazi. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> not the best. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I, I understand what you're saying. We don't got to get too into it, but, yeah, that's – he says some things. I mean, they're all his opinions. He has any better than anyone else. I don't so know. I would love, I would love to tear up the NFC. I Tom Brady's going to the Super Bowl. I refuse I refuse to believe that he will just get out. I believe he'll be in the Super Bowl. I don't think Tom Brady will get out of the first round. All right. Well, and we'll I'll be honest. I don't even know who the Bucks play. Me neither. The Cowboys? Maybe. They're a team. NFL playoff schedule. Yeah, look it up. I wanna cause we'll talk about we'll talk about the Bills for a little bit longer because Yep, Cowboys. Bucks face the Cowboys. So depends how you feel about uh Dak Prescott, but uh personally I don't think Brady leaves the first round. I don't know, man. I, I I'm pretty confident in that. I I don't think the cow I, the Cowboys are like the Leafs. 
they're they're not getting. That's a good analogy. I like that. <laughs> so I think the Bucks will win that, and then the Giants face the Vikings. Uh, I hate the Vikings. I I don't hate the Vikings. I just that game hurt my feelings a lot. That this year from and uh, Chargers are facing the Jags. That should be interesting. See what Trevor Lawrence does in the playoffs with Herbert. 49ers, Seahawks. I think the 49ers should take that one. But 49ers are legit with Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. And he's seeming to be more and more relevant. Yeah, he's yeah. Ravens, Bengals. It's gonna be a great game. I don't think Lamar is playing, is he? I don't know. I think some people are saying I don't know. It's it's so weird. Every like when I turn on the game, I'll know. I, th- I think. Uh, it looks like a maybe. It, yeah, it's a maybe, but every there's two conflicting. Because I think the uh, – I don't want to pretend I know what I'm talking about. I watched – The quote here is extreme swelling remains pretty limited. So Extreme swelling on what? I don't remember. Was it his knee? Yeah, knee injury. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to – yeah, he has spent nearly a month and a half, but his right knee doesn't feel right to Lamar. And he's got a contract hanging over his head too, doesn't he? Like he's, yeah. I'm curious. I don't think he's going to stay a Raven. I he's going to be a Colt. Mm, maybe. Did you see with the Colts? There's so many teams out there that need quarterbacks? There's like there's such a large gap of quarterbacks, and luckily we have one of the top. Two, three, I'd say two, but I'd say a lot of teams have good quarterbacks. I, there's a lot of good teams in the there's, NFL, but there's a clear gap between Josh Allen and like Mahomes and like I'd even put Lamar like close to them, but not really there. But there's and then there's I feel like there's a pretty decent gap between like Carson Wentz <laughs> and like Carson Wentz. Yeah, if we're talking about Kirk Cousins, the league average, but like. I feel like they're built. The Josh Allen and Mahomes are building a new standard for quarterbacks in a way. I think Josh Allen's building a new standard in the league. Everyone's trying to hurdle. Yeah. Every game, somebody's trying to hurdle, and they're not doing it. It looks really cool. Can't be mad at that. I'm not mad at it. But <laughs> it's so evident that it's because it's the Josh Allen effect. Like this guy's hurdling successfully. Has yeah. he ever? I, oh, I'm not going to say it out loud. Yeah, okay. I have a feeling. Yeah, you shouldn't. Has um, he ever hurdled any missed? Like, he got I don't think he has. Josh Allen. I don't think so. But uh, not to jinx that. Yeah, but, um, knock on wood. Let's go back to hockey real quick. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I do want to talk about the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid is currently having a historical season. I'm pretty sure he's on pace for – over 150 points. In 42 and, games, Connor McDavid has 34 goals, 43 assists, and 77 points. What – if I tell you <laughs> – Like, that's unfair. That's that's video game, be a pro numbers. You are – that's – Right. And being fifth place in the Pacific and – Dude, I was just going to get there. I was going to ask you, if I told you that and you had no knowledge of what place they're in, what place do you think they would be in? Top three, five teams. You want them to be top in their division. You have the best player in hockey. The best player in hockey we've ever seen. Like, That's a hot take. Come on. 
Who? Who? I, I agree. I agree with on this in our lifetime. I don't want to. I don't want an old person like <laughs> one one letter per minute. Gretzky. Okay, Wayne Gretzky. You got me. In our lifetime, we have never seen someone light up the league like Connor McDavid is. Our That's lifetime is very different than a lot of others' lifetimes, but. I, I've never seen Gretzky play live. Honestly, I've never even watched like a highlight tape of Gretzky, to be honest with you. Maybe I have a long time ago. But... We'll suck on that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very different. It's hard to compare the new faces. You can look at like LeBron, Jordan. Like it, it could be like it's I hate I hate doing those time capsule comparisons. They just don't I, I think McDavid is better. It's, it's a new game. I, I think they're both part of the Oilers. But um, Wayne Gretzky and the training they do now and the league they have now, and uh, it's just it's a totally different scenario. I mean, Wayne Gretzky was playing where teams needed to have multiple enforcers, enforcers on Wayne Gretzky's line to beat up guys so Wayne Gretzky didn't get beat up. Because you know if you hit Gretzky, you're going to get beat up. Like, you don't have that anymore. You don't see – it's a less violent league. You know what Connor McDavid doesn't have? Depth scoring or, like, talent around him, which... No, I would say their forward group is playing... I, I think their problem is defense because Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having a good season. Uh, Zach Hyman's having a good season. Leon Dreisaitl is obviously having a good season. They're, they're, je- they're two of the best players in the league, and they're holding on to a wild card spot by the skin of their teeth. Like, Why do they hate uh, Jesse Puliarvi so much? I don't. I don't understand. I don't know if it's a hate, but like, he was someone. I think I don't know if you were, but I was pretty high on going. I, out. Still, I th- I'm 24 years old. He plays a good game. I mean, we don't have any right-handed players in our forwards in our team, so he wouldn't be. I wouldn't be against that at all. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm, I don't. You might have to pull out the analytics and ask some guys. Who know that stuff? How they really feel? But I, I feel like he's he wouldn't be a bad third, fourth liner here if you get him for a fair price. Let me um, let me give you a, a fantasy, not a fantasy. Let me give you a scenario. Edmonton misses the playoffs this year, which honestly I don't think they will. I think they'll make the playoffs. When does Connor Mc, what does Connor McDavid say he's had enough? Does he want to be in Edmonton forever, wasting? They're wasting. It feels like they're wasting the best hockey player of all time, of the modern era. They're wasting him. As much as I would love the drama, I don't know. Uh, it, it definitely depends. Let's say they do make the playoffs. It depends how far they go. Um, I feel like playoff McDavid and Dreisaitl is something different, and I feel like they'll go far. Playoff McDavid last year was incredible. Yeah, and uh, they went to the they went to the fin- the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, against Colorado. Smoked by Colorado. Like, but Steve- who, who wasn't going to get smoked by Colorado? They were on something that year. They so. But the th- you have the best centerman in the NHL. It's not even close. When you talk about an MVP race, you're talking about a Connor McDavid, and then everyone else. It's almost unfair. Like obviously, like he's leading the league in scoring this year, and he and he hasn't really done that. He's been a he's been a big passer, and he he scores goals, but not as many as he is this year. He's on pace for sixty something goals. Like, and you're not in a comfortable 
playoff spot. You're not you're not even you're not even in the top three in your division. Like that's sad. I like. I, I kind of don't want the Oilers to make the playoffs just for the drama. I, I want to be there to, like, witness, like, the McDavid trade. Like, that's a historical trade. That's the greatest player on the planet right now getting traded. Like that's, We're not far away from it. If we're, we're being honest, why wouldn't he – Edmonton is the coldest city in the world. How many teams can afford Connor McDavid, though? The cap hit, the price to pay. I'm just saying, we are the perfect fucking team to acquire Connor McDavid. <laughs> Not, I, I don't know if he fits. <laughs> I don't know if he fits the culture we're looking for. It, it starts um, with Dylan Cousins plus, 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 plus. So Tage Thompson plus, 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 plus. No, you, 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 can't, you can't trade Tage in that unless that's all they want. Like if they're like, give me Tage. Or, I, what Con- about Adam Larson? One for one. <laughs> yeah, that, that hurts some fans on that. Ooh, salt, salty Edmonton fans in the comments. <laughs> um, I would like to maybe pick apart their team. I Even a Leon Dreisaitl I would really like on the Sabre. Solid. He'd be the perfect second-line center to Thompson. Maybe even the first. Who knows? Like, don't right. go there with Cousins on third. I think that's – For our next episode, I, I, I say we put some research in for the next week. And um, we both bring to the podcast one team in one trade for Connor McDavid. A realistic, like not, here's another rule. It can't be the Sabres because obviously we want it to be the Sabres. A lot of work would have to go on that because obviously he makes $12.5 million. You right. can't just like be like, oh, this guy and this guy and this guy for this because you got to make the cap work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So next week we'll bring – We'll we'll talk more seriously about these Connor McDavid trades because I think they're gonna these conversations are gonna become a, a harsh reality to some Oilers fans. I I I mean, there's two teams who can reach them with games in hand right now and knock them out of that wild card spot. And Colorado's one of them, the defending champs, and they have McKinnon back. Oh yeah, Colorado's been. If they've been injured all year. Yeah, so they, they're, they're, they're far off and they're not. half the season left. I mean, this they is where the Predators and the Blues. Wow. They're tied with the Blues. They have the exact same record as the St. Louis Blues. Do they? How many points? 43? 21-18. The Blues have 21 wins. Avalanche have 20. No, the I mean. They have three more games played. Edmonton has the same record as the Blues. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought you were talking about Avalanche. Yeah, you're right. But um, Nashville and Colorado are two points away, or uh, one point and two points away, respectively, and they've only played 39 games. So this could be the beginning of the end. It, it, it's going to be – I think it'll be very interesting to see this offseason if anything happens. It, it all depends if the Edmonton makes the playoffs, which I do think they can. They went out and got Jack Campbell – struggling this year. Stuart Skinner has been one of their more reliable goalies. Which is fun because the name Stuart, in my opinion, <laughs> is hilarious. Yeah. It's up there. Um, but yeah, um they've also been showing interest in Matt Dumba from Minnesota. It's hard to not be interested in Matt Dumba. He's a, good, he's a great player. I, I think the same six million dollars. 
it's really no risk. Sabres need a right-handed defenseman. Um, Matt Dumba. I wouldn't be against it, but I also – you know what? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think they should get more of a shutdown guy with power, but I think Matt Dumba would definitely be serviceable. Um, I, I think they should go right shot just because they lack it and it's variety, but, I mean, you don't need it. You can get a left guy. Like We're doing just fine with four left-handed guys in the top four. So Getting real tired of – Ilya Labushkin. Yeah, I sad to see. Um, rough year for him. He's been injured, but uh, taking dumb penalties. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really tired of him. Not tired of him, but I'd like to see a change. There, he he's like a guy you'd like to see like in and out of the lineup as like the seventh defenseman. Right. The guy. I, we didn't mention this, but uh, when Casey Fitzgerald. Got well, he obviously got claimed, but when he was sent down, that, that comes to show that Cal Clegg has won that spot. And also, Jacob Bryson was scratched in place for Cal Clegg, so it's cool. I we didn't give Cal Clegg a lot of praise in the beginning of the year because he was like, Oh, we're just a guy with power, anyone's going to succeed. But we honestly didn't, could we say we didn't like really have a big understanding on who he was? Like, oh yeah, the sample size was is, is still small, he's not he hasn't played many NHL games outside the Sabres, but um. Who knows? Maybe this guy could be like a top, uh, bottom pairing guy for the future, or just maybe he's in store for a Samuelson contract. No, (laughs) but maybe a couple years, maybe a third of the term or cap. But uh, who knows? Speaking of the Arizona Coyotes, um, did you see their new jersey? I I like them. I, I think it's cool. I think the. They're not they're not like great, but I think the NHL should have a lot more variety, kind of like how the NBA does. Uh, I know uh, the Coyotes they partnered with some designer. I believe he made a Zara that store. I know it's in the mall, uh, but uh, I believe he created that. And he's just he's done a lot of things in that industry, but it's cool. Like fashion side of hockey, make it more fun. You know, um, jerseys. In my notes, I have. Arizona jersey sucks. <laughs> That's the one. I I like the pants. When they leaked the pants with the cactuses on them, I thought it looked pretty cool. Uh, jersey the just feels a little bland. Yeah, it's like the New Jersey reverse retro that that just says Jersey across the chest. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I'd like to see more, like um, '90s era logos, like. NBA logos come to mind, mm-hmm. like the Grizzlies logo, the the Hornets logo. They're fun. Like, yeah. I'd like to see more more risk taken, and I don't like the cursive across the the chest. I think that is boring. I think it sucks because that's what I have in my notes. <laughs> yeah, they're not perfect. They're far from it. I don't think they're terrible. I think they look good on the ice. The color scheme. Not against that. That's that's I kind of. Like, I do like the colors. The colors are are very Arizona. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. Jersey design is a little meh. But what can you do? We, I think a lot of them are pretty meh. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, we were blessed with bringing back black and red this year, or else I wouldn't be too thrilled about our uniforms. I don't like the reverse retro. I I really. I try to. I try to understand it. 
The jersey itself isn't terrible. It's the pants and the helmet that just make it so weird. I think, I think it's because we're also, we also have the red and black. Like we don't want to wear. Like why would we wear wear? Okay, why would we wear the reverse retro when we could wear red and black at home? It would. Yeah, and not too big of a fan. I wanted wanted to see the slug just for fun of it, but uh, maybe next year or. Years down the road, we'll see. Well, this next year, um, Adidas is out. Yeah, so we'll have to see whoever. Well, first of all, does it, and um, second of all, like maybe they take a different route. Like they don't do reverse retro; they do they call it something else, and they do something else. Instead mm-hmm. of re- retro, they go futuristic, and who knows? Better a cool picture on Twitter of a uh, like Star Wars themes for all the logos. I don't know if you saw that; it was pretty cool. I didn't. I, I like cool stuff like that, though, and I think that helps the league. If you have cool logos, cool jerseys, cool merchandise, people buy it. Like, obviously, how – I think they, they should make a new logo for every team, like, in, like, a new jersey. That's how it should be, like, a whole new scheme. Maybe keep your color scheme, but, like, the look, the feel, the energy, just so – like, change it up. Like, give us some, like, dynamics. Like, obviously, the go-ahead – Beloved, or we named our podcast after it, and but like it's, I I want it to stay forever. Don't get it's me wrong. Been, it's been, it's it to be something completely new, or right. I don't know. Yeah, like we haven't seen a new logo, and I think that's another gripe I have with the reverse retro, is it's just the goat head but different colors. Like I feel like that's I feel like, but it's a reverse retro. Like they're bringing back something old and doing something different to it. I think we need a – what's the opposite of reverse? I think we need forward future jerseys. That's what I was just saying, yeah. Like, change it up. Do something – just make it all look different, but, like, in a good way. Like, I mean, there's talented artists who do uh, logo – I didn't see the Star Wars one like you said, but there's talented people out there who are good at what they do and can make – very interesting ideas. So yeah, there's a guy on TikTok who literally just draws like he takes a company or a team. So like for example, St. Louis Blues, and he'll take he'll just make a whole new like draw sketch. Then he'll put it on his computer in like Adobe Illustrator, and he'll play around and make it. And it, it looks beautiful. Like he just takes comp and even like companies like Adidas or like New Balance. Like he takes like their logos and just makes them look so much better. Right. And yes. new variant of it, and I think like companies should look into that. I know a lot of people don't like changing that stuff, but like look at the NFL. I want to talk about the Chicago Bears logo. I get it's like historical. It's a stupid C. NFL no, NFL logos are the worst. Green Bay Packers logo. Like I don't even know what a Packer is, but it's just it's a G. It's a G. And Georgia uses the same logo, and a lot of teams that have G and. Their name use the that G, but just different colors. Like, like if the it was Giants, like your logo is just NY. Like, I think it's hard for the NFL to do logos because their jerseys are just the numbers, and like the only logo that we see is on the helmet. But like and the shoulder patch sometimes. But it's not like a big surface area like the NHL. Like the NHL gets the whole front of the jersey to work with. I, the Browns. <laughs> What is that? It's, a, it's literally a helmet. Yeah. On the a Browns, helmet. The Browns should just completely reset their name, their everything, their quarterback, 
should be in prison. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Their quarterback is an actual fugitive, so I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Um. Yeah, NFL, I think, is the bottom of the spectrum of jerseys. I do think the NHL does a good job. Is doing that makes sense that you don't have the logo with like the numbers. Like you kind of got to know like who's what, where. You know what I mean? Like right. you can't tell. But you can do cool stuff to helmets, and I mean you're kind of seeing it in Cincinnati with their all white uniforms, which is cool. Like I hate their logo too. Why don't they use a bangle? Like they, I think they've had it. They've like, had used a had, had used a bangle before. Why is it just the B with tiger stripes? Like come on, like that's just it. Just feels so lackluster. Like you can do so much better. I think the Bills have a good logo. I really do. And yeah, I don't understand. Is it like okay? So the red line is it supposed to indicate that the Buffalo is running? Is it to indicate it's like a helmet, or is it just? I think there? it's the Buffalo running, if I'm not wrong. Because I really don't know. Like I've, I've when I, was, I remember looking at it, and I was little, just having no idea what's going on. I mean, we live in a city named after an animal, so I think we're we have a step above the competition with logos because. And- a we just throw a buffalo on it. Our, I'm I'm looking at our logo right now. It's just a buffalo and two swords. Like, boom. Buffalo safe. It's That's a great cool. go ahead. Like a lot of people, the people who don't like it, like say mention like, oh, it doesn't represent a saber, which I get. There's no sword in it. The fucking buffalo bills. We the helmet's not a guy named Bill. Yeah. I don't I don't really know the background. I've heard it before. I think you have you know or you have something like what Buffalo Bill is. Buffalo, I don't want to try to mess up, fudge up the history, but Buffalo Bill is a historical person. He probably isn't a good person. Most historical people aren't. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's an older... Uh, I, I had a hat with him riding a buffalo. It was actually a cool logo. It would be cool to see that brought back, but prospector i don't know something i'll look for the next podcast william um, frederick cody u.s showman who toured europe and the u.s with this famous wild west show okay or wait no maybe not okay i'll do research this next week and for the next episode along with the mcdavid trades we'll be giving you a history of the buffalo bill it has something to do with native americans yeah, it's probably not going to be a good it's history. Probably not great. I'll give it to you real. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hide anything like the textbooks would. I'll give you yeah. the real raw history of Buffalo Bill. Do we cancel the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> we cancel a whole organization just because we can. Probably the Chicago uh, Chicago Blackhawks isn't that bad. But if the if the Washington Redskins went around for as long as they did, I think. Uh, you know, the Blackhawks is an offensive look. Um, those kind of a it gets there. I get where you can be a little like, hey, that's a little mean. You can do respectful logos and acknowledge like indigenous people. I think you can do very cool stuff with that if you work alongside indigenous artists, stuff like that. They have beautiful um, pottery, and if you go back hundreds of years ago, they lived beautiful lives. So it'd be interesting to see if they kept the logo and the tradition, but maybe let the people who you're representing with the logo rep like create the logo, create the Jersey. Like mm-hmm. that's just my take on it or change it because there are a lot of Blackhawk um, logo updates with the Hawk that look pretty cool. And I, I still think would be a cool logo. And 
Yeah, I remember seeing that. It's pretty awesome. And soon the Blackhawks will have Connor Bedard, so they'll be looking for a whole new era of the team. Quickly on the Blackhawks, Patty Kane dealing with an injury, and uh, I saw somewhere that he might re-sign in Chicago for one more year to give it another go next year. That doesn't make sense to me, but I guess he wants to get paid by another team in the offseason, so who knows? I mean, it doesn't really have to make sense to us as long as he – He's been getting $10.5 million the past how long. I think he's okay with taking a little bit of pay cut, but especially with his production, but uh, whatever. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know if you saw the news, but a, a famous person was signed to the NIL. I don't know if you know what I'm getting at here. Huh? Cross? NIL? NIL, I think. What's I don't that? Know what it, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't do too much research. You remember the remember the Popeye's kid meme where he's like holding the cup and he's looking over? No. It's. Okay, this is <laughs> Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Everyone knows what I'm getting at. Um leave a comment. But I think we should wrap up. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, in the episode like that. <laughs> for an hour and a couple in, so Yeah, good long episode for you guys to enjoy um on this upcoming playoff weekend. Um, we'll be back. We so we set it at Monday now, but I think we should go back to our Wednesday. It's up in the air. Uh, Wednesday worked. Sunday is like the weekend, so I feel like we're busier on a Sunday, and it's hard to like set a time. No, hello. Hey, you're good now. Okay, my bad. But yeah, we've been a little inconsistent since we've messed around. But we're going to be back on schedule, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all that at GoatHeadsPod. Um, if you're on YouTube listening, uh, like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Uh, yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, our We've been gaining a lot of followers and people listening, and we really appreciate it to those who stick around and listen to two bozos like us. Uh, Yo, whoa, 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 whoa. It's just the beginning. We got a long road to go down, so who knows? Maybe me and Zach will be uh, the new Marty and Duffer one day. But <laughs> I call being bald. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> and the player of the week is... Casey Middlestad. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Casey. Okay, that's the episode. See ya. Bye.